Alrighty, everybody, back with the Foulball Podcast. Now, as always, our website is foulballpodcast.org. Everything related to us is found at foulballpodcast.org. Exactly how it's spelled on the screen, all one word, all lowercase letters, .org, foulballpodcast.org. So, we just wrapped up a series against Toronto in Toronto, obviously the Blue Jays, who we have been competing back and forth with for the second place spot within the AL East. And at the end of the day, we still come out on top within the second place spot, but we do not come up with the series win, right? So before this point, we had seven series wins in a row, and we were on a winning streak essentially at the end of the day but unfortunately we did lose a series right we've only we only won once out of the three games right so we went one and two for the home well not the home well the home stretch right but at the end of the day it was a series a three game series we lost twice won once and you know we should have and we could have won the series at the end of the day because if you remember two days ago on Tuesday we were down four to one and then we caught back up to gain the lead five to four off of a lot of good hits home runs and all that fun stuff and then I know a lot of folks have said that we don't really have a closing closer pitcher but I mean we have a group of guys that we designate as closing pitching folks. And so the guys we have designated for the closing pitching roles, we had to go up to try to close the game, and they blew it. And we lost the game on a walk-off single because Toronto decided to have a couple folks on base. You know, we did the whole rigmarole of the pitching and yeah, and obviously, as I just said, we lost the game by blowing it in the ninth inning. And that kind of was a reminder for a lot of the games early on in the season. Just like it was a reminder of what had just happened on Tuesday, right? There are a lot of games in the homestand early on where game after game, series after series, where we lost long stretches of games with, that we're winning in due to just not paying attention to what we were doing, not paying attention to the pitches that the Red Sox were throwing. You know, when you don't really pay attention to what you're throwing, it kind of bites you in the rear end later on down the road, and that's what kind of the spot we're facing in right now, where after having a long stretch of games where you've won, right, we came into Toronto, sweeping two teams, one of them on their own field, and then winning seven homes, winning seven, seven essentially home stands. Right, winning seven series, it says a lot, and you know it's just frustrating to think that. Okay, I think it's an also important note before I continue on that. I know the Celtics were trying to blame players on their staff. And I know 
other media outlets were trying to blame players on the Red Sox staff. Uh, they were trying to blame the players on how they couldn't go up to Canada due to the vaccination status, right? Canada currently still has the mandate where if, you, if you're not vaccinated, then you can't come to the country. So we had a picture on our staff where he's known as a closing pitcher that would have made a difference, right? That would have been a potential difference in helping us close the game, especially on the game on Tuesday where we were ahead and then we lost due to a closing pitching circumstance, right? And, you know, to have the story come a little more full circle here in the time being, you know, it was Tanner Houck. And, you know, there's I, I'm looking at all the news reports right now. When, it's, when you just type in the name Tanner Houck, it, it just shows article after article after article, you know, from the Boston Herald, Yahoo Sports, Nesson, the defector that I've never heard of. But still, it proves the point that, you know, Sportsnet, MLB.com, NBC Sports, Boston Herald again. I mean, article after article after article about how Nick Pavetta, uh, not Nick Pavetta, Tanner Houck, Jaron Duran, in this plan, that player were put on the restricted list due to their vaccination status and not being able to go to Canada. And it's like, it scares me that we place the blame on a person that's not even playing. I mean, at least a lot of the media outlets are. I don't, they're not necessarily talking about the Red Sox a lot per se. But they're putting blame on a player that didn't play due to a personal reason. I mean, obviously the vaccination status is at a point where, you know, it's personal. If if somebody wants to get it, they can due to certain medical reasons. If they don't want to get it, they don't have to get it. it It could be just all medical circumstance. And, you know, everybody has their own reason as to why they're going to get the vaccination or they're not going to get the vaccination and again these players are people folks right at the end of the day no matter what you want to think these players are human beings and they have their own right to their own decision and you know it's just one of those laws that or i should say mandates that canada still has in place and if you know in canada is their, you know, ruling body, and, you know, Canada has rules, just like the United States has rules, and it just is what it is, right, and it also goes to sum it all up, too, and it also just goes to show the point that we don't have a complete team yet, we just don't, I mean, we're getting there, we're getting there, don't get me wrong, we've made significant progress we made significant strides but in terms of pitching and offense working together just when it comes to defense just solely pitching because the rest of the defense in the field is fine it's it's manageable 
But if just take solely the pitching and then the offense, it's just not working together as a collective unit. And, you know, that's something we can start fixing now since the all-star break is right around the corner. That'd be phenomenal, right? That'd be that'd be awesome. Um, and so going forward, you know, well, if we sum up the series, you know, we did win a close. We actually we, we were winning uh, last night in Toronto and then went in extra innings because we were ahead three to two and of course tied the game. Went in extra innings, then we were ahead six to three, and then our closing pitching was our closing pitching with literally two outs. One more out to go. Let up a few runs, made the score six to five, which turned into the final score. And then the night before, like I said, we lost, and then the night before that we lost. And it's 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 gotta change, right? Now the month of July, this is an important point to talk about real quick is that the month of July is going to be an incredibly important month for the Red Sox. You know, this is going to be pre-All-Star break and then post-All-Star break, because I believe the All-Star voting closes today, that this entire month of July is going to be essentially the most important month that the Red Sox will have for the rest of the season, because we just played the Blue Jays, and then we'll... Pretty soon we'll play the Yankees, and we'll play Tampa Bay. So three teams that we need to do really well against, it, it, we have to win. There's just no way around it. I mean, the consequences of losing are going to be significant. Like, they're huge. And it's going to be nerve-wracking to watch going into these games because I know we have a losing record against American League East teams. So going into these American League East rivals rival games at the end of the day is going to be nerve-wracking. I mean, of course, it's going to be nice to see if we do win. But if we don't, like I said, it's going to be harder to come back later in the season. So we just... T- Today is the day where we have to make sure every single little thing clicks at the exact moment that it needs that it needs to. And so, one thing I do want to show you real quick, just to wrap things up. You know, I won't talk anything about the future. Just to wrap things up, because I know this episode got pretty in-depth pretty quick. So I want to wrap it up with this, which should be super duper fun. Shout out to right Go. field. Tapia back, turning around, and it's gone. Home run. Verdugo strikes again. A two-run shot. Just a fun little snippet from Verdugo's home run last night. Um, so that's a wrap. You know, we got more baseball to come, and then the homestand for the Red Sox starts on July 4th. So that'll be fun. July 4th, Red Sox and the New York Yankees will battle it off. Got some more baseball, like I said before then. So it should be fun. Got a lot to talk about in the future. So I'll probably do a pregame show tomorrow. Because the good thing about the baseball season is there's always something to talk about. But to wrap it up completely, a reminder, the Foul Ball Podcast can be found online 
along, uh, along with all the major social media sites, it can also be found at foulballpodcast.org because we also have a shop there. So we'll catch you in a little bit. And as always, let's go Red Sox.